0: how do you get to your first ten thousand followers on twitter this is something that i thought about recently because i noticed on my friend's um, instagram handle and that's my friend daisy the one who's a masseuse that i referred to um a couple of podcast episodes ago she's not only a masseuse but she's into uh balloon props and decor and um party supplies basically So I saw this post about her celebrating her 10,000 followers on Twitter and some giveaway or something like that that she was uh, doing to celebrate that. So I reached out to her and um, I wanted to have a chat to find out how you do that. I mean, how do you get to 10,000 followers on Twitter? Because I was hoping that there might be some uh, useful nuggets I'll be able to learn from the interaction, especially since she says that she not only has 10,000 followers on Twitter, but that she also gets some referral business from that. And so, yeah, so that's the reason I wanted to have the conversation with her. Um, For those of you who are long-term listeners of the podcast, you know that I believe in a multidisciplinary approach. And so I think that there are business lessons that uh, a wedding photographer or a sales consultant like me Or a wedding planner, if you happen to be a wedding planner, or whatever it is that you do, I believe that there are business lessons that we can learn from someone else, even if the person is a masseuse and is into balloon and uh, party props, uh, supplies, and stuff like that. So we uh, had the meeting. It wasn't really a meeting because she actually was on a gig and decided to tag along anyway. And we had the conversation and she had lots of useful tips about how to grow your twitter following by actively engaging uh, on the stream by uh, replying to comments by adding other users because when you add other people that's when they make contributions on your posts and then the reshares and the retweets and stuff like that that um um that follow so uh, pretty much stuff that we are already aware of i think i'm assuming that most of us are already um, aware of that but then it turns out that the real um kernel that led to her growth to ten thousand followers was this thing that goes on on twitter so it turns out um apparently that there are some business communities on twitter and um you can find them by the virus instagram handles sorry not instagram handles uh twitter hashtags that they use um, so these are essentially follow for follow business communities. So if you use hashtag Abuja Twitter community, uh, she also says that there's a Lagos variant and she also mentioned some places in the East that also, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. She also mentioned some places in the East that also have these, uh, Twitter communities. So basically if you use, if you search these hashtags or whenever you put a post on Twitter, you use these hashtags and basically people in the community will, Uh, check you out and if you think you're cool enough then they're going to follow back and uh, from time to time they have routine um, uh, challenges No, not challenges Uh, I can't remember what she called it but uh, let me just say blitzes so they have routine blitzes where stuff is going on and people have to follow for follow uh, and uh, yeah things of that nature so um, basically that's the key thing that brought up her her uh Twitter, her followers on Twitter to over um ten thousand. So yeah that's it. So it's um local business interest basically following you if you use the hashtag it's going to be uh reciprocal follows and then also people get to refer as well because sometimes people uh make inquiries on these uh social media sites like on Twitter for instance, you know somebody reaching out saying that um, hey, i need help i need a bricklayer uh, because i'm building a house in abuja or something like that and then people within the network uh, if they don't provide the service they can uh, tweet that out as well and then put the hashtag abuja twitter community and then from there people now get to make uh, referrals so that's pretty much um, how it works so it was an interesting conversation it was quite fascinating especially since I've been pitched this kind of idea before by uh, my friend Manny with uh, Sculptor's Events um although that conversation was um Instagram related a long time ago uh, sometime last year and uh, I can't remember the lady who was in charge of running the thing uh, she used to be really big at the time I don't hear her I don't hear much about her anymore and uh, it was pretty much the same sort of uh, thing so challenges, blitzes, follow for follow and um, those um, those sorts of things. So um, anyway, the reason why I'm letting you guys know about this is not because this is something that I endorse per se. In fact, I find some of it kind of sketchy. Because um, I've been very vocal for uh, whenever people uh, promote these kind of ideas to me because in my own opinion, I don't think we uh, business people should be in the business of acquiring more followers who are business people per se because we should be in the business of trying to grow our customer base and so it doesn't help me if I go out into these sorts of things, try to drum up activity and then I end up with 50,000 followers who are also business people like me who are trying to... um, look for potential uh, customers for their product or their service. So I think we should be trying to grow our uh, customer base, our client base, and not necessarily grow our social networks with um co-vendors or uh, co-business people basically people in the same space as we are because i think we if we do that we'll meet the vanity vanity metrics sorry about that so we'll meet the vanity metrics because yes we can all go around thumping our chest saying i have fifty thousand followers i have a hundred thousand followers maybe get some verification out of it but it might not help to increase um the business aim so Maybe I'm not being very articulate about it, but that's kind of like my primary concern when it comes to these sorts of things. But bottom line is we're all um, adults. We can all make up our minds. And so uh, whenever I come across uh, tidbits, um, whether I agree or disagree, uh, I figured might as well share with you guys over here, uh, my community, you know, you guys make up your mind. I'll try and be objective about the whole thing, say the pros and cons, and then leave it up to you guys to decide just in case you're also curious about doing that sort of thing, you know, getting 10,000 followers plus on Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Um, But I think the primary questions that we should be asking ourselves when we are worried about these sorts of things is we need to ask if growing our following is going to guarantee a growth in the business. So that has to be the primary um, concern for us, I think. And if you grow your following on Instagram or if you grow your following on Twitter or Facebook or whatever it is that you are trying to um, increase your following on, is that going to guarantee you a growth in business? Now, for some people, there is a uh, direct correlation. So for people who sell information products like, uh, let's say, life coaches, for instance, uh, they can attribute. There's a direct attribution between the number of people that they have in their Facebook groups and all these other stuff. uh, And it ties directly to the uh, business that they're able to generate. And that's what people in the information product uh, business. So um, I guess for them, these sorts of things, not a problem. If you're into information products, so I guess they can go through all the um, hassle and try to hustle up 10,000 followers. So ask yourself if growing your following is going to guarantee you um, good business. And then I also think another question that we should be asking ourselves is um, uh, if instead of being preoccupied with a metric, which is a number of followers, why don't we focus on ways of being more valuable to our communities? And if we do that over time, we should be able to get organic growth with the uh, uh, audience set or the client set that we are looking out for. So in other words, like with what I'm doing right now on Twitter, uh, putting out this uh, business content content. Um, You know, every day, it's not uh, you know salacious content and it's not popular content. It's not the kind of thing that is going to make me um, amass um, followers. But I'm taking a hunch that if I just keep on doing what it is that I do, because like my friend Daisy, I mean, when she looked at my handle, she was impressed and she said, "Wow, you only post serious stuff." So yeah, I know that my uh, timeline and the kind of things that I talk about, you know, business, um, sales, marketing. Uh, I know it can come across as, um, what's the word, serious, dry, uh, lacking in flavor. But um, I'm trusting that uh, over time, by being valuable to the community, I'm going to get um, organic growth on my handles. And most importantly, it would be the kind of uh, growth that is relevant to my future uh, personal goals and my future uh, business goals um, as well. So I think those should be two main questions we should be asking ourselves. Does meeting this vanity uh, vanity metric, does that guarantee uh, more business? And then what about focusing on value to the community and allowing for organic growth? Now, a sidebar. Um, this whole approach has been useful for Daisy, obviously, because um, she might not realize it, but she's in the B2B context. That's a business-to-business context um uh for the masseuse business yes she's relating with retail clients but for the balloons party props and supplies and things like that she essentially has to supply other businesses who need these things so for the balloon services she's supplying um, other um, caterers event planners wedding planners decor people Um, She's in a business where primarily her own intended um, audience or the people that end up doing business with her are other businesses. So in her own context, this sort of thing actually makes a lot of sense because a lot of the business people who are going to be signing up um, to uh, follow for follow, Uh, are going to be people who might need her own uh, services in the future. So if you remove the masseuse thing from the mix, even people like real estate firms, I mean, real estate firms, um, eventually at some point, uh, they want to engage in um, expos or pop-up events and things like that. And of course, folks like that, they definitely need um, supplies, decor items, balloons, things like that. So people like Daisy can meet that um, need. So, if you're in that context where uh, you're in a B2B scenario, business-to-business context, then I guess these sorts of things make sense to you. So, the final question for the rest of us is now to consider that given your own context, is this going to be useful to you? If you're a wedding photographer, is this sort of thing, uh, this whole um, reciprocal follows and all that, is it going to be useful to you as a wedding photographer? Would it be useful to you as a wedding planner, Is it going to be useful to you if you are in construction? So just think about um, whether it's going to be useful to you in your context. And so I think these are some of the things that we should be mulling around in our heads when we're thinking of those uh, big questions about um, how to get to 10,000 followers on Twitter, on Instagram, or in our Facebook groups. So that's it for today's recording. Thank you very much for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, Abuja based sales consultant and event media professional Tavishima Ayede. Thanks for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next recording.